0: my dread lord your leave and favour to return to france from whence though willingly i came to denmark to show my duty in your coronation yet now i must confess that duty done my thoughts and wishes bend again toward france and bow them to your gracious leave and pardon
1: Shannon Camp. And I'm Zach Powers. And this is Stage of Fools, the unofficial Royals podcast.
0: Tonight we'll be discussing the season three finale, season three, episode 10, to show my duty in your coronation.
1: In the days leading up to Robert's coronation, Robert reveals new facets of his character as Liam becomes increasingly distrusting of his brother. With Eleanor preparing to leave the palace, Jasper appeals to her one last time. Cyrus vows to ruin the coronation by killing himself. After Jack Parker's sudden death, Spencer consoles Helena. On the plus side, all of our theories either did or did not uh, come true in this particular episode. Finally, we got the answers to those. Actually, prior to watching it, when it first aired, Shannon and I were texting back and forth our theoretical, how certain we were, certain things would happen, like what we would bet on would happen in this episode. I will say, I think retrospectively... I, I fared a little better than you in my betting pool. I
0: think I was half right.
1: Well, kind of. Your first one... Like the
0: song Half Light that has featured heavily into this show. I think I was in the half right.
1: I think I only gave one and you gave two. You gave um, that Robert will find out about Catherine and Liam which is kind of half true I
0: guess. That's what I'm saying is half
1: true. And the other one you gave was a terrible secret about Sebastian will be brought to the fore which did not happen.
0: I kind of came on to the idea that that idea would be addressed the follow through of uh, Jasper telling the reporter that.
1: Okay, sure. Well, all right. Um... <laughs> My guess was that Liam and Cyrus would, uh, would wind up teaming up.
0: I'm not sure you're 100% right about There is something in that,
1: there is something in that that maybe (laughs) indicates maybe it's not so smooth. If
0: we take this to frame to frame, which we literally had to do, then I don't know how correct you are in that either. Fair point. I
1: guess, fair point.
0: (laughs) Before we get into the nitty gritty, I want to talk a little bit about overall impressions of this episode because it is the season finale. Uh huh. And. If you uh, play back the tapes and listen to the rest of our season, or if you have been listening, you'll know that we've had a lot of positive things to say about season three in general. We've been really enthusiastic about it. We've praised the show for developing more of a sense of humor and kind of letting go of a few things that had been kind of nitpicks in the past. But this episode was a huge disappointment. It just kind of sealed for me the idea that this show is not capable of sticking the landing. Like, they had all these plots and ideas and stuff that needed to be, you know, brought to a crescendo and stuff in this episode. And I just question how many of those plots paid off in a satisfying way or set things up in an effective way. Like, there are some bright spots that we'll talk about, but I found this episode to be very frustrating.
1: One, uh, I did have plenty of issues with this episode, but I don't think I had quite as many as you overall. Two, uh, it's very fortunate, we haven't mentioned it yet, that the show got a fourth season because this episode was designed... As kind of a cliffhanger episode, not all is right in the world at the end of it by any stretch of the imagination, um, but yeah, since we last talked to you, it's worth noting, he picked up a fourth season of the show, uh, which was not a certain thing.
0: And that's something that Zach and I had kind of gone back and forth on while making our predictions, because we knew that whether this episode was a series or season finale was going to have like a big hand in the way certain plot lines played out, like... Uh, the Robert and Willow thing, for example, if this was a series finale, I would not have been making the predictions about them that I and was. I will say they... Same with Catherine and Liam, actually, for that matter. I'm going to also
1: note that uh, one thing that is okay about the ending of this episode is that, well, they made a choice with Robert. And I think now that they've started making that choice next season, they're just going to have to go all in on it. Yeah, and absolutely. I will say this, theoretically, uh, even if there's a whiff of wasted opportunity with the character, it could make for an entertaining season four.
0: I have no problem with Robert being the bad guy. I think that's a really strong choice and a good choice. It was that they. It's something they that put we. So
1: many. Kind of thought. Yeah, would we happen. predicted,
0: or we kind of started to ca- caught on happening. But- it's that this season was Robert, like his plots and plot lines that sprung from him being back, absolutely dominated the entire season, and they brought so many interesting ideas to that character. And I felt like his presence kind of brought a breath of fresh air to the show because he was creating all this conflict. And I just feel like by going so far that they basically turned him into a full-on sociopath who cares about nothing but power, they gave up the chance to have someone who, all along, they've been trying and failing to make Cyrus this sympathetic villain. They had all the dominoes set up to have, like, knock them down and have Robert be a bad guy who could actually have sympathetic moments. But they just totally threw that all away in the last yep. 10 minutes of the episode. I was, uh,
1: I was kind of trying to dance around the big reveal because it's clearly how the show wanted it to be. There's no way but... we
0: can talk about this episode and not spoil the very, very ending because they don't reveal to the last 10 <laughs> minutes less than that. I will say
1: um, one of the pros I think that will happen with, like we say, Robert being a full-blown sociopath, which I think, again, they're going to have to dig their nails in even deeper next season on is that I think it's actually a route that might work to giving Cyrus not only something to do, but actually making him a sympathetic villain. It's pretty, I've seen a lot of shows where there's a person who's the villain character and they become more sympathetic because somebody worse comes along and they have to start yeah. siding with the good guys. That works a lot of the time.
0: Jake Mascal is a great actor. He and Max Brown, who plays Robert, are great together. If this show became about conflict between Cyrus and Robert, I would be all for that. But the problem is, they have to always find a way to wedge their precious little, oh, poor little baby Liam, he has to be jammed into every, he has to be the center of it all, even when it feels like if the show were just following its natural instincts, he would be pushed to the side because he's always sticking out like a sore thumb in these political plot lines. Yeah, They have just done such a poor job creating a hero for this show.
1: There's nothing in this episode that indicates that by the end of it, Liam actually has a real idea of how bad Robert is.
0: Well, we'll talk about how he figures it out, but basically all he figures it out out is that Robert didn't get off the island as fast as he could have, and this is enough to turn him away from his brother to the point that he is, like, actively trying to destroy him.
1: Very early in the episode, Liam, for some reason...
0: (laughs) This was hilarious.
1: So in like the opening bits of the episode, um, one of the first things we see Liam do is the first thing we see Liam do is he goes to the island where Robert was stranded and he finds his old uh, pilot helmet and he brings it back to Robert and he's like, you could have gotten off that island at any time. I did some research that boat came by multiple times so i don't know why he had to go to the island to do any of that
0: exactly but here's what i thought when he had the helmet and tossed it on robert's desk i thought he was gonna be like this helmet has a radio in it and it's still working so why weren't you radioing for help or something like that, that. would
1: make way more sense but it did, that is not what happened.
0: Okay, this is a helmet that the show used to reveal to us that Robert was alive. So like, it's a helmet we've seen many times before. Apparently, the only thing was really revealing was that Robert wanted to be king really badly. And that's why he was scraping off the HRH because it would be his royal Hon- highness, not. His royal majesty, which would be king.
1: I didn't even think about that little scraping off being like a thing for a play for power. I just thought it was completely useless.
0: It was a red herring because it was supposed to make us feel like Robert didn't want to be he royal to at be all. Royal. But it turns out he was just being a petty bitch about one initial. Here's
1: my other problem. There are so many. <laughs> I ha- I can't decide if this was Boone's secret, and if it was, why the fuck did Boone know a boat came by the islands? Was it his? Boat because he was living on one.
0: Maybe he was like sweating it because he knew that he was the one who shot Robert down and he was like worried about them. Finding either proof or him alive in the wreckage.
1: I feel like it might be more that Robert had some part in staging this whole thing. Jasper
0: find it out because Jasper is the one who tells Liam that there's like something shady going on. We don't hear
1: what Jasper tells Liam nor what Boone tells Jasper because this secret doesn't make any sense to
0: be what Boone knows.
1: But, But if Robert had a part in staging this thing.
0: What Jasper told Liam is. Theoretically, because I think this is going to be something that's going to be addressed in season four. Robert knew that Ted had a target on Simon's back and he didn't do anything to kill him, but he didn't do anything to save him. If that was Boone's secret and that's what Jasper told Liam. Why wouldn't Liam tell that to Eleanor and Helena when he was pointing the finger at Robert?
1: I don't know. Liam's dumb. That's why. Liam's very stupid.
0: No, he would have told. There's no way he wouldn't have told Eleanor right away. There's no way he wouldn't have told Eleanor right away when he sits her down in a chair and says, I went to the island and I found out all this. There's no way he wouldn't have told her if Jasper had told him that. And Jasper would have been tempted to tell Eleanor.
1: Then Boone's secret is fucking dumb. It like is It doesn't dumb, make any sense. It's
0: also stupid that Robert called Jasper's father and then Mr. Frost was the one to tell the reporter. Like, this show does stupid things. That's why I'm trying to tell you this was a bad episode.
1: All right. I mean, we'll have to wait a long time to be certain of this, but I feel like we have not heard the last of Boone's Secret, which sounds like a kind of whiskey.
0: <laughs> Or a kind of like really cheap perfume or cologne.
1: First thing we see in this episode is a flashback and we get the return of the actor who played Simon in this episode we haven't seen him all season
0: I think he gets credit when his portrait shows up maybe
1: so maybe I think so.
0: legally he, you might have to do that
1: young Simon with a little bit of CGI youth on him yeah
0: it's kind of funny he's got a lot of makeup on and then they CGI'd on top of that so he looks a little bit like Tom Hanks on the Polar Express but it's again still a very welcome return
1: uh he gets a, a seat later where he looks just there's no none of that stuff on his face but um, And I
0: almost cried.
1: Playing chess with young Robert. Chess. The Game of Kings. And in the episode's first hint that Robert may not be what he says he is. Yeah,
0: because they cast the creepiest looking child ever to play him. Unlike the very cute looking child they cast to play young Robert in season one.
1: There's three of these flashbacks. And it's Simon teaching Robert to play chess and being like, You can learn a lot about a man's character from how he plays chess. Uh, in the later flashback, they give some hints of Robert's evil. By the way, he disregards his pawns as useless and cares only for the infallible king.
0: If a six-year-old isn't a good sport, then they're definitely going to be evil forever. Evil,
1: yeah, he's definitely <laughs> Macaulay Culkin bad seed vibe on this on this kid. After this confrontation about the dumb helmet, Liam and Robert have maybe their most serious fight to date. In so much as, I think it's one of the ones where Robert looks the worst, at the very least, in so much as he basically accuses uh, Liam of allowing Simon to die through his incompetence and not caring.
0: Liam was also accusing Robert of allowing Simon to die through his incompetence and not caring.
1: That's true. I think think (laughs) Robert's just more direct about it. No,
0: yeah, I'm not arguing that Robert's not an asshole. Trust me, he uses a word later on in this episode that I will never defend in my life and I'm very, very unhappy about it. So I'm not, like, arguing that he comes off better, but I'm just Arguing that Liam is one of the least likable, likeable, big air quotes, protagonists on television.
1: Yeah. They have
0: done such a terrible job with this character because it's not William Mosley's fault. It's really not. He's a talented actor. We've had a lot of praise for him in the past two seasons and he can be funny when they let him be. I don't know why they're forcing the poor guy to be such a sourpuss.
1: Yeah, I'm hoping that the other bright side of this whole reveal at the end of the episode is that maybe they can do some turning around for the Liam character next year when he's doing something more than just pining after a woman he lost and he actually has something serious to
0: deal with free him
1: so that's a possible it's i think i think the stage for season four could be potentially bright even if this was a bit of a mess liam also tells robert there's another muffled fuck you in this one i think that that's twice in two episodes you
0: yeah they Thanks. do it like mr like mr robot was i think it was the first show i became aware of doing this where instead of doing like a for swears, they just mute it, which I yeah. really like, because it's way less jarring than having, mm-hmm. like, a sound effect or something there. Right. But it's such a well-timed—I mean, we can say it on our show. Our show's for grown-ups. It's such a well-timed—like, I really like the way William Mosley delivers oh, it, too. I, like, almost very expressionally, fuck you.
1: I had been assuming that Darren had been muting all of our swearing from the very beginning. Is that incorrect? Well, I, I You're didn't want
0: joking.
1: No, I, I, I am joking. I have <laughs> listened to episodes. I was trying to avoid that that E on iTunes. You know, that some of the audience for the show is a little bit younger and have tender ears that cannot hear such horrendous...
0: Yeah, we've got the Lil Fools. Those are our youngest uh, Stage of Fools fans. They're big Sarah Alice fans. Like Sarah Alice, they can make matter appear and disappear. They're ready. Sarah Alice finds another secret passage in this episode that no one else has used.
1: Oh, yeah. I think it's Jasper's little, like, security room that she was in I when know, Jasper but was crying.
0: She goes into it in a way that we've never seen before. Like, she just walks up to a wall and presses... Presses it open, I, and it was really funny just because. I mean, I know it's because her dad is the head of security, but she ever was in since that room she, in the
1: Christmas ever episode. Ever
0: since she pulled that weird bag of presents out of the wall in the Christmas episode, it's hard not to feel like she does have like well, a lot of autonomy throughout the palace, to say the least.
1: Um, after their big fight, and this is a theme in this episode, I think, because part of the reason that Liam is so upset is that he feels like Robert has turned everybody against him. And when they're fighting, Liam, as he is wont to do with people who are about to be king, jumps on him and is about to pummel him. Um, oh,
0: this was amazing.
1: Because that's what he did to Cyrus the day before he became king too. And,
0: um. <laughs> this guy is such an asshole.
1: Jasper comes in and pulls Liam off, and Robert's like, Jasper works for me now. And. Yeah,
0: but Liam is like, Jasper, get him! Get him! Like he's practically trying to sicken him on him. Yeah. And Jasper's like, he's the future king. And also, I yeah, Robert's like, Jasper works for me now. It's pretty great.
1: He didn't tell Liam that he took his bodyguard. I think. Yeah.
0: Adds this to the list of things to tattle to mommy about.
1: There's scenes with Robert with every member of his family, and also of Liam with every member of his family. And in each case, it's uh, them rejecting Liam and and Robert kind of being their their buddy. So. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yep. Uh, well, we'll get into some of the conflicts there. There are some real non-problem problems that people have later on in this yeah, episode. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but like when you've broken up with someone and then your brother sets you up with someone nice in a totally non-aggressive way and you're completely single.
1: Liam and our response to Liam and t- probably to Jasper, too. I, I get so curious sometimes about what the larger fandom thinks
0: I know that Jasper and Eleanor are definitely popular as a couple, so I don't think that people, like, hate Jasper the way I do. I think people think that Liam is hot and that earns him a lot of brownie points in a way that he doesn't earn with me, because I don't find him attractive. He looks like my little brother.
1: I think—I would not be in the slightest surprised if— boy that Liam is. A lot of the fans on the internet think he is extremely romantic in sort of the same way and that like, like sort of like a the same way Edward Cullen was actually super creepy but his response was that he was extremely romantic.
0: I'm sure that's true. I don't think there's ever been as much enthusiasm for like a relationship that Liam has been in no. as there is for Jasper and Eleanor no, though. That's... Like people were never that into, I mean like People liked Liam and Ophelia, but they weren't, like, aggressively rooting for them. I was like, "Who was his season two love interest? I'm like, I guess it was sort of Willow. But they I never guess? really, it kind of, like, fizzled out, like, six episodes in. And then Dominique Jr. came along and he was sort of making eyes at her.
1: Yeah, I guess that's right. And then she just straight up disappeared.
0: And she wasn't a character anymore.
1: I don't know. I, I And that makes definitely Eleanor and Jasper... Like, everybody else on this show is involved in this, like, political drama about the secession of the crown and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And Eleanor is just in a romance movie about Jasper and totally not involved with any. That She very, very rarely interacts with Cyrus for that reason. Because Cyrus only exists in the political drama side.
0: We've talked about this before why Eleanor and Cyrus almost never interact, but then when they do, it's clear that they have like an extremely nuanced and complicated yeah. relationship in some ways, but um it's kind of frustrating too because in some ways Eleanor is actually the member of the royal family who has genuinely reached out the most to the common people with charitable efforts and stuff, and it's annoying. I mean, I know it's because she's the third child, not because she's a girl, but I'm like, isn't anyone going to consider her for ruler? Like, seriously, these dumb boys she... can just kill each other. Though I she don't doesn't think want she it, it, but yeah. as, I'm just like, ah, you know how it is. I've been talking about this a lot, and it's gotten a little bit better this season. It's just really frustrating that she has, like, nothing going on for her besides the romance. Hi. They've really wound down her family plots for the most part. And even her designer stuff is a lot about like creating the conflict between Sebastian and Jasper.
1: Catherine has apparently not been visited by Robert a single time since uh he became king and he and had he that was
0: like, do you want to have amazing sex with the king?
1: Yeah. And I think now, maybe retrospectively, like that paper Robert mask. Maybe now there's, like, some added surface-level symbolism to that, because he's, like, obviously a sociopath who is not who he was pretending to be, but...
0: That's how we can sanely interpret what he says and does later on in this episode however i'm not sure the writers of the show are right now like robert is an emotionless sociopath
1: they had to be by the time they were writing this episode
0: i think that throughout the season they may not have necessarily had that in mind because they created all this family drama stuff with robert and then like i was texting you in the scene where robert and liam are fighting both of them are apparently on the verge of tears, like visibly tears in their eyes. And I just feel like, again, part of that could be like sloppy direction. Like the actor who plays Robert is being directed to be like caring or emotional or something. It just feels like a very uneven thing to land on.
1: For me, I was always less convinced of certain aspects of Robert than I think you were. If you listen to old episodes, there's times where I feel like, I mentioned that I feel like he's ignoring his family's emotions. In the case of Liam, if they had this thought out at the time, he was intentionally provoking him, but uh, not just ignoring him.
0: I agree with you about the moments of ignoring his family's emotions. But even that was something that we agreed when we were recording those episodes, scene to scene, they were going back and forth. Maybe
1: there'll be a DVD commentary we probably won't watch one Who can divine the mind of God? (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so she's just doing yoga with uh, Angie and she's like, I ain't seen Robert since he became king. And yeah, it's a it's fine. Angie doesn't like yoga. I still kind of like Angie more than Catherine.
0: <laughs> Angie, like every scene Angie and Catherine, in, it becomes really awkward because it's like, why isn't Angie the one who's a main character? She's really fun. I enjoyed her a little bit. I'm glad we got to see her a little bit in the finale, even if it was only for a couple moments. Like, like I said, I really enjoyed her scene with Cath her scenes with Catherine in the last episode. Yeah, so Catherine, I, I guess,
1: is saddled with being not unlike will uh not unlike william mosley is saddled with being a very kind of serious emotional constantly character who doesn't get a lot have as much fun and angie doesn't have those restrictions so she gets to be a little bit more of a fun character
0: um and we always felt like we saw the best of ophelia when she was in her scenes with eleanor and it always feels like we get to see the best of catherine when she's in her scenes with angie and she's allowed to kind of like Relax a little bit out of being the love-struck ingenue.
1: Angie does text Liam because Robert has been ignoring Catherine for a long time, using Catherine's phone. And Liam comes immediately and he's very, again, setting up a contrast to Robert. He's like, I would do anything for you. I'd always be here at a moment's notice. Blah, blah, blah. Basic Liam bullshit. You know, that he's constantly spouting every opportunity he gets.
0: I mean, I understand what they're going for. Like, he'll be there for her no matter what. I get that. Why you would want your ex-lover to meddle in your relationship with your current lover is beyond me. But I guess it's not something... Catherine really wants as much as like she accepts
1: uh angie was the one who texted him not Catherine. so
0: no but i'm saying if like liam was like uh hi i'm the guy that you were fucking i'll talk to the guy you are fucking now for you and he's my brother i wouldn't be like thank you that's so sweet i'd be like oh um are you sure well be careful what you tell him because that's really awkward
1: the next series of events in this storyline is mostly various scenes between Liam or Robert and one other member of the family. So, for instance...
0: Let's just blast through these.
1: Yeah, like Liam goes to see Cyrus, and Cyrus is like, I wish you had died on that island. And Robert is smirking. <laughs> Robert like, goes to
0: see Cyrus.
1: Yeah, Robert sees Cyrus, and Cyrus is like, I wish you had died on that island. And Robert kind of smirks and is like, that seems to be going around.
0: Honestly, what else can you say?
1: Because he's kicking Cyrus out of his... His room, basically. And I think he he also threatens to kick Cyrus out of the palace if he doesn't rein in his bullshit by about 90%, I think is the quote, Um, which is fair. (laughs) Um,
0: I mean, it's not like Queen Elizabeth's siblings or I mean, her sister lived with her for the majority of her reign. I don't think it would be unheard of for like a royal family member that outside the immediate royals like he's going to be quite far back in line for the throne now. It doesn't seem outrageous that he would live out of the palace. I don't think Robert's actually going to kick him out, but I don't think... I don't it, I mean, think so he either. He could go to but... one of the many other estates that the royal family certainly owns. They must own properties all across England. Why does he want to live with these people? He hates them. I don't know. I guess because the proximity to power... Maybe
1: it's a different thing because he's the former king, but... Also, worth noting, it doesn't really matter, it shouldn't matter if it's Cyrus, because he doesn't want to live with these people. It's very apparent in this episode. He doesn't want to live, period. But we'll Whoops. get to that a little later.
0: Uh, uh, because we must.
1: He also donates the portrait of Simon to a museum
0: or something? Robert does. We're using a lot of pronouns.
1: Robert donates the portrait of Simon to a museum and tells Eleanor that like, they shouldn't be selfish with it. The people want to see him, too. Ostensibly. This
0: is another mark against Robert potentially having a hand in his father's death. Like, I don't feels think like he. Oh, I was thinking it feels like he doesn't want his father, you know, quote unquote, watching him. The image of him looming there. His he ghost
1: didn't want to be reminded of his father or he had continued animosity towards his father for what he does a little later and that's why he got rid of it he also uh, liam visits eleanor and they have a big scene together where leah where uh, eleanor says that he's acting like cyrus and thinks that his claims about robert being a secret evil dude are bullshit he
0: delivers them in the most alex jonesy conspiracy theory way at all and eleanor who is dressed like a tim burton character in this black tutu with a corset over it and Mm -hmm. striped knee socks with her high heels. It's a little weird compared to everyone else wearing their relatively normal, semi-formal attire. Yeah. Uh, She confirms a theory that I had about the last episode. Liam is like, Robert got you to do his dirty work at the Privy Council, and Eleanor's like, no, I said all that stuff about Cyrus because I wanted to, and that's how I feel, Which, which is what I had thought all along. I
1: think that's accurate i think also maybe the show may want us to believe that robert's such a master manipulator he knew eleanor would do it anyway but i don't know it's it's ridiculous and liam also goes to helena and uh kind of starts laying out his problems with robert to her and she's more or less like you should be so resentful because you didn't get the throne like it was always technically his And somehow, I don't remember what causes him to bring up the fact that, oh, he talks, they were talking about if Simon would still be alive, if if Robert weren't on the island, maybe. I think Helena says something like, well, we didn't save him either. And then I think Liam says, well, maybe he wouldn't have been out walking the city if his wife wasn't cheating on him for the last 30 years. And she slaps him very unconvincingly.
0: Yeah, but he had that fake slap coming. Yeah. I think Elizabeth Hurley
1: should have put a little more force into it, but yeah. I
0: thought this was one of Elizabeth Hurley's best scenes this season, and I thought it was one of Helena's best scenes as a character, just in terms of, like, her finally talking and using common sense in general. I mean, again, it's probably going to turn out that Liam is right and Robert was evil. definitely. I'm not questioning that, but going off what Helena actually knows, she is using her common sense and everything she's saying is more or less sensible. Um, And as for the 30 years of infidelity thing, I mean, I think we're meant to understand that Helena and Simon had, like, an understanding. Mm -hmm. Because you don't leave every Christmas night and spend it with your lover for 30 years and, like, bring him in the palace to make out with him if you are worried about your husband finding out. Like, I think that he was aware of her infidelity, infidelity and it was basically... Sanctioned, But even if it wasn't, it had nothing to do with his death. Um, and it was really cruel of him to put that on his mother when it was absolutely not her fault. And he does everything he says to her. There's no reason why she should believe him. He does just come off as a petulant baby who is, you know, annoyed by his own frustrated political ambitions.
1: Uh, Yes, that's...
0: That's what I'm saying. If he knew something more about Robert in that moment when he's, like, trying to convince his mother to basically stop the coronation or his sister i don't understand why he would hold back
1: right it would make more sense if whatever information he got from boone was a lot more damning or certain but uh, i as it is it doesn't seem like he has very much to go on except he believes robert could have come home earlier Though even then, like, I don't know how he would prove that.
0: I really, yeah, there's there's so many weird things about this plot line. Like I said, even things that seem very basic, why not? Like there being a radio in the helmet are just like passed over for an explanation that's far more contrived. The
1: radio in the helmet just would have been too much of like a clear indication that he could have go yeah, home. Like-
0: why didn't robert think to destroy that
1: yeah and that also would have
0: boat schedules thing why did he go to the island i don't
1: know there was no reason for him to go to the island
0: and that might plant a seed of doubt in their minds instead what plants a seed of doubt in eleanor's mind about trusting robert is she finds out from sebastian just making friendly conversation that robert was the one who invited him to the gala and he didn't even set sebastian and eleanor up romantically he just said like oh, I think you and my sister will get along. Yes. That was it. Yes. And he tells Eleanor, like, yes, I invited him, and I thought you two would get along. Like, you had gone through this super rough breakup with Jasper, which, I mean, we know now that Robert engineered that, but Eleanor has no reason to believe that. No, And she seems, like, sort of put out at him for inviting Sebastian and not telling her, but I got to say, I feel like that's kind of a weak reason to be mad at someone, like, He didn't force her to go on a blind date. He didn't get Sebastian to, like, hit on her in a gross way. He just invited a person she he thought she'd get along with. And she obviously did, because they're, like, best friends, and they might start a business together.
1: Yeah, I mean, at best, I don't think she's... She's not, like, very angry with him or anything. She's not angry, but she's,
0: like, a little bit, like...
1: Suspicious. I I can see the reaction of slight annoyance at a family member trying to interfere with your love life, but that's about the extent of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, you could be like, oh, it was so soon after my breakup, but that's not what she takes issue with. Yeah.
1: Uh, He also is very prying about whether or not there's anything going on between her and, and Jasper during the conversation. Okay,
0: I have to say this. I'm sorry. If I were queen, which is a wonderful fantasy, if I were queen and I found out that... Uh, Like palace staff members were having affairs with my mother and my brother, for this example, because I have a brother, I would be like, best of luck to you on your romantic relationships. I hope everything works out. However, you can't work for us anymore. And the show acts like this is such an outrageous proposal. But to my mind, if someone is having a romantic relationship with a member of the royal family, they should not be employed by the royal family
1: uh, well that's not what he's doing i mean in this case he he still has jasper on like he hired jasper jasper works but that's for what him
0: he that's he fires spencer right that, for having a that, romantic that was... relationship With Helena, and now he's asking, I mean, again, we know now it's because he did try to break up Jasper and Eleanor, but, like, if I hired Jasper as my bodyguard, like, it would not be crazy to ask, like, I know you had a romantic relationship with this guy, is that ongoing? Because he's my employee and he's going to be protecting me. Like, I know that now we know that Robert has ulterior motives, I'm just saying, the show acts like, how could you ever fire someone for having a romantic relationship with someone that they're working for. And it's like, because that's the ethical thing to do.
1: Well, I think there's two points. So yeah, later, just before the coronation starts, he, well, Helen is asking like, oh, where, Cy- no Liam, no Cyrus, no Spencer. And he's like, the first two had- a-
0: One of those things is not like the other. <laughs> well,
1: he says- The first two had a choice. Lord Chamberlain, I fired. Now here's, I guess- the ish. here's here's the thing based on what we as the audience know the reason he fired him is probably because he didn't want his mother seeing him at all i don't think he gave a fuck about the ethics of it i just think he doesn't he he has a very he has a lot of history of controlling his family's love life
0: and he also does think that common blood is a thing yes. so
1: so i think that's probably i think it was probably he i don't think he wants his mother to be seeing anybody after simon to be frank with you but um another thing that happens in this episode that if they go full sociopath robert could have been his doing that would have also been uh a bit of a way to control helena's love life um
0: oh i don't think that's going to be the case he was rich but she believes cyrus
1: she asks cyrus if he did it what helena asks cyrus if he did it
0: yeah but i don't think that's any proof that robert did it
1: but it's proof that someone in the royal—it's not outside the realm of possibility in this show—that a member of the royal family could kill. I a rich guess.
0: Man. I guess. I just feel like uh, Robert doesn't want his mother to be with like a quote unquote servant like Mister Honusberg. But even though Jack was American, he was like wealthy enough to buy her as a prize at that giant gala that they hosted, and was obviously like a member of their elite circle. So it doesn't seem like the sort of person he would object to her being with unless he's like, got a creepy, no one can be with my mother thing. Although he seemed to know about Alistair Lacey and have He's, he's, he's no very problem controlling
1: with it. of his entire family's love life.
0: I know, I'm just saying, I can see why he would be against Spencer, but it seems like he would try to steer his mother away from Spencer towards someone like Jack.
1: I feel like, still, Jack is, whatever, however rich he is, he is not a royal...
0: but then why didn't they reveal that in the ending montage of evil because
1: i think they're i think they're holding some stuff back (laughs) i think they're going to make him worse i hope they do actually if they're going down this route they need to make him more evil than he is now and if that's not the case jack as a character was completely pointless there was literally no there was no no, reason for that character i agree
0: with that unless it was like the death of jack made her realize that spencer will always be there for her
1: i mean there's like kind of a scene of that but I don't know. Maybe
0: she includes him with it still feels weird, the they former were... king and the prince in terms of people who need to be at the coronation talking about seeing people, but moving on from the Eleanor and Robert scene, because so we'll get into Eleanor and Jasper's stuff later. Robert meets up with Willow, the, you know, social media ter- intern of the palace, and she um. They don't, they haven't really addressed it in a few episodes, but there was this really weird set of scenes in the boxing episode where Helena tasked her with finding a future bride for the prince, even though her job is making like Facebook statuses for them to use and tweets. Yeah. Uh, and so Willow was apparently looking at potential candidates and Robert says, Oh, in the envelope, this is my list of like women that I want. In the order that I want them. And Willow's like, oh, yeah, I get it. If your first choice works out, why go on, like, all these bad dates? He's like, to make the TV show The Bachelor, I guess.
1: And they have another quick... They have a quick Harry Potter reference to allude to their previous conversation.
0: Yeah, something about the sorting hat. He says, I hope really... the sorting
1: hat approves when he hands her the I think list, he I says think. that to her, yeah. Yes.
0: I mean, it's fine. It's like, again, this is, is what I predicted would happen, but it's weird that it was, like, mentioned in three scenes in an episode that was quite a ways back. And now it's coming to fruition now, like, in the most non-dramatic, like, blip way so it's been that was a little bit interesting
1: maybe the problem was that um now that they've had now that they're doing the big reveal for robert there's not they wanted us to believe that he was in love with Catherine up to this point so it wouldn't have made sense for him to like have a relationship with willow and they're doing this reveal now so him trying to romance willow we know would be bullshit
0: like we know that
1: he's just using her So they made it, so they just did it very quickly.
0: Anyway, I mean, let's just put it out there. It's not revealed until a montage later on, but Willow opens the envelope and not only is Catherine's name crossed out in red ink from the list of potential women, but he wrote her name in like really big letters at the top of it, like obviously saying, You're my number one choice. So. We don't really officially know that she's accepted it, which would basically be a proposal of marriage, but she is seen at the end on the balcony wearing a tiara, which any female member of the peerage, like the lords and ladies, would be wearing a tiara, and there are other women there, but she is like... Very obviously closest to the royal family, so I'd be surprised if that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of what I predicted all along, but I had not predicted that Robert would be an emotionless sociopath who apparently also right. loves Harry Potter references.
1: <laughs> In spite of predicting that there would be a conflict with Robert all next season and that he would more or less become the villain, neither of us thought that he would literally be a sociopathic villain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well,
0: let's get into that because he goes to visit Catherine.
1: Once again, they
0: sleep together again, and then very quickly, this yeah. There's really... no,
1: no discussion before before. No, he immediately begins
0: this really weird like soap opera moment because it cuts to another scene right after he says this, where like the cut. I just felt like this was very abrupt and weird the way the scene ended. Anyway, it's like them in bed at night he's getting dressed to go and he's telling her about the stuff we already saw that uh when he was on the island he would have like visions of her and she asked him what do you really want and that was what made him want to come back and then he so he tells her this story and she's like leaning on his shoulder like oh that's so sweet and then all of a sudden he gets up and goes it's gonna be difficult never seeing you again cut End of scene. And it's revealed in part of his montage of evil later that he came back and the first thing he did, apparently even before he went to the palace, he was allowed to wander the streets alone with no guards uh, in right, his and drag. Uh-huh. And he saw Liam and Catherine like kissing and embracing outside her apartment because it was the night that Liam thought that he was Officially going to become king because he had been proven to be Simon's biological son. So, um, Robert had known about them all along and just like romanced her for revenge, I guess? Yeah. To like make her um, fall back in love with him. I think
1: probably revenge against both of them. I think retrospectively, yeah. if you watch some of the earlier scenes where he yeah. talks about Catherine openly to Liam, I think it's to toy with him and torture him a little bit.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, but, I uh, and, of course, to continue sleeping with her, because, as he says...
1: Because, let's face it,
0: you're quite the whore in bed. I think it's that common blood in you. But you'll have to ask Liam. Which is one of my least favorite lines that the show has ever done. I mean, I know they're not trying to, like, glorify him the way they've glorified an no. abusive character like Jasper, but as much as I have felt, you know, kind of antipathy towards Catherine at times, it's always a horrible word to use against anyone, but I think it's like a very gendered insult, and it's a really gross moment.
1: I'll I'll say this. Unlike some of the other gross moments over the course of this series... That one is I think they understand how gross of a thing that is to say because that's the line where you're supposed to be like, oh, this guy is straight up a bad dude yeah like so they know that that's like a a really horrible thing to say to a person yeah unlike sometimes in the past where they make weird references to like I don't know I think they've meant referenced like jailhouse rape or something and and done it with like kind of a, a light yeah. a light touch but in this case, they actually do lend it. Like, this is supposed to be a bad thing.
0: Jasper has said things to Eleanor about the stuff like, oh, I recorded us having sex, and people will be able to see every dirty, self-hating thing you did. So it's not like this show has always been Mm -hmm. amazing about showing that female sexuality isn't a dirty thing because they do love to slut-shame their characters. But this was one clear instance where we're like, oh, he's supposed to be a bad dude. The
1: last flashback is... Uh, Prince Simon playing chess with now adult Robert and he's like they're talking about how Liam is all heart and will and then Simon's like oh that's not necessarily a bad thing and he's like I have decided to disband the monarchy my son it's not your fault you've done nothing wrong it's just who you are you have all the gifts that can be taught And none of the gifts that can't. You will never make a great king. And I'm sorry.
0: Well, he has to reassure him, I do love you. I do, my son. Because after you say, like, you have no natural gifts, that's like basically saying, you're smart, uh, but... You have nothing else to your personality. To be fair... Wow, Dad, that is the harshest thing. Simon has said some harsh things to Liam and Eleanor, but that was one of the harshest things you could ever tell one of your children.
1: Well, to be fair, his son is a sociopath, and he probably has figured that out. I think Simon recognized that he was a sociopath.
0: This is all retconning. This is all retconning. This was not planned in season one. In season one, oh, Simon and Everyone else talked about him like he truly was the most good-hearted boy in the world. And I yeah. don't think that it was like, oh, Simon was just uh didn't want to seem like blah, blah, blah. No, no. This is completely something invented this season.
1: I'm, I'm shocked that you s- are surprised when the show retcons because it does it so frequently.
0: Earlier in the season, it seemed like they were kind of returning to their season one roots with I, this plot line maybe. more than ever before because specific things from season one, like the darts would be referenced and called upon, but then it just like, no. (laughs) I would not be surprised
1: (laughs) if in season four they just decide Sarah Alice literally is actually a magic person. That she has magical abilities at this point. Like, anything they do that makes no sense with the previous seasons. And that one would actually make more sense than most decisions. But, uh, after that, uh, Robert seems very agitated at Simon for telling him this. This is one of the reasons why I, Again, if they make Cy, uh Robert a villain, I think they should go all villain, and I think he should have at least some connectivity to Simon's death. I honestly do. I think that I he should have done something to help Ted Price get it done.
0: That is what should... I agree with you. I think it's more likely that the show doesn't go all in because they do tend to waffle about these things and it's not that he conspired with Ted to have him killed it's that he knew about it and did nothing to stop it so um, no arguments here What?
1: Uh, what do, oh and then also there's in the montage of evil uh, they cut back to when Jasper and Eleanor were trading letters and were a happy couple and after Eleanor puts a letter in the book, he steps out from a very secret passageway right next to the book that no one else knows yeah, about. Yeah, the
0: bookcase opens in a way that it has not all seasons since the new reveal.
1: There are so many secret passageways in this palace. Like, every single wall. There's more walls that are fake than real in this palace at this point.
0: <laughs> There's more doors than walls!
1: Yeah. Uh, so he comes out through this secret passage and looks at the note, and it's a note where Eleanor apparently as she reveals in another scene, proclaimed her love for Jasper.
0: I think it was supposed to be like the first time she said, I love you. It
1: was. Yeah, I think so. And this was like on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. And he picks up the phone and calls a number that he knows and is like, yes, is this Mr. Frost, Jasper's father? I have a hot scoop for you that you can tell the British media, or whatever, for money, I guess, is what the plan is. And he throws the note in the fire, because he's evil now, and that's what this he does. This
0: isn't, this crazy thing that that isn't even the most what-the-fuck thing that has happened this episode.
1: But, it, I mean, okay, so to be fair, our long-standing theory that we have had since that episode is validated that he was the one who spilled the beans. What I did not see but- coming is that Jasper's father also actually was guilty of this, which Jasper knew through intuition alone. That is the stupidest alone.
0: thing ever. That is the stupidest, stupidest thing. Why would not Robert just... Even if he wasn't going to contact the reporter directly, why was Jasper's father the one who had to be the intermediary there? I don't know. A character know. we've never seen, never heard, never even really heard of before except obliquely mentioned, and still, like... I- yeah, I can't even- I feel like anything.
1: we'll see Jasper's father in season four.
0: You said that about season- I said that season... before.
1: I said that before. But like, why? Like, I I have to have so many <laughs> semblance of like reason left to cling to. Like, I know this no, show doesn't make any fucking go, sense. But that's... I got for my own sanity. Spencer like grabbed Tell in his hands when she- To like help her process the fact that Jack was dying in a very sympathetic way- and there's a shot of Robert looking at it very dismissively. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <looks at> <laughs> like, hmm. And he, he also made, like, is,
1: he's day. angry that Spencer calls her Helena instead of Your Highness. Helena. Just refer to Her Majesty the Queen by her first name. Jack's plane has crashed. So it, that's foreshadowing that he's going Welcome
0: gonna, to working for the royal family. He's going to fire,
1: that foreshadows that he's going to fire Spencer over this uh, alleged relationship this is, i don't know that robert actually knows that spencer and helena
0: are in a romantic relationship i don't think he knows but i think he suspects
1: either suspects or he just thinks he's too forward with the queen or too too chummy in, i
0: guess in this world if a man and a woman are together you assume that they're sleeping together and then work backwards from there
1: helena uh learns very early in the episode while she's talking to robert spencer comes in and tells her jack parker's plane has crashed there were no survivors on the plus side, he didn't have to go to Wyoming, but on the bad side, he's dead. Um. <laughs> anyways. He
0: died in a private plane crash, which is not an outrageous thing that could happen on accident, because private planes are notoriously dangerous.
1: And it's also worth noting, this plane was the plane that Helena could have been in, uh, had she decided to go to Wyoming instead of stay for Robert's Big Ben
0: Maybe if this thing wasn't about Robert or Spencer, it's supposed to make Helena, like, realize her mortality or something. Like, the thing she does to Eleanor, like, you only have one life, go live it, or whatever.
1: And later, Spencer comes in, and she's, like, kind of not processing it. She's like, oh, we need to worry about the candles during the coronation. And Spencer's like, do you want to talk about Jack? I know he meant a lot to you. Blah, blah,
0: blah. Eleanor is there for her. And Eleanor is upset because her mom was on the plane that almost crashed. I would be holding on to my mom like a baby koala bear if she was ever on a plane that almost crashed. I love you, Well, the plane
1: definitely – the plane did crash. She was just almost on it. Well, you
0: know what I mean. If she was almost on it and then it crashed. Or if she was on a plane that almost crashed. Anyway, she also wears a dress to Robert's coronation that shows a lot of cleavage for the mother of the king, who's like the dowager now, but – She is still Elizabeth Hurley. I will
1: say this. She's roughly as sad about Jack dying as she was about Simon dying. And she went on like three dates with Jack.
0: She also took Alistair's death pretty much in stride.
1: Does visit Cyrus and say, did you, did you cause this crash? And it might be because Cyrus did try to kill Alistair Lacey. So Cyrus' storyline starts with the most confusing thing that has ever happened in this show.
0: That's really, really saying something. Let me Zach preface and I this. had to go back and forth so many times on what we think might have even happened in this scene.
1: Okay, so let me preface this by saying this is very important. If you watch this episode without the previously on, you would be even more lost as to what happened in this in this shot. But on the previously on, they show boy George body double of Cyrus being like, oh, I look even more like the king now, because he got a nose job, I guess, a while ago. And he looks exactly like Cyrus now.
0: Yeah, now they're not even, like, doing the slightest thing to make him look different than yeah. Jake Maskell.
1: So the first shot we see of Cyrus is, it starts on Robert watching this speech about getting fitted for the crown, and the news is like, everybody's very excited for Robert's. It's the biggest crowd in the history of the world. And it cuts <laughs> to, I will say this about the show, some of the shots are very nice. Like, the way they move the camera is very smooth. And the cut between Robert to cyrus watching this news program it's pretty well done
0: we've always had nothing but good things to say about the visuals
1: and so it's cyrus now in his butterfly suit watching this we um, should explain
0: what the butterfly suit is though that's kind of something to just toss in there uh, i'll explain because i don't know that zach has the fashion vocabulary that i do it's an off-white two-piece suit a matching uh jacket and pants that are off-white with the most beautiful black, like, hand-drawn ink illustrations of butterflies and various insects, like, in straight lines. Quite big print all over the suit. And then underneath it, he's wearing a really nice black collared shirt and a black tie with, like, a reversal of the pattern. So it's a cream set of butterflies and insects on a black tie. Like, the fashion on this show, the costume designer... Absolutely does not get enough credit. I mean, yes, characters at times do wear clothes that are not appropriate for the situation. But like Cyrus's costumes alone are some of the coolest fashions I have seen on TV like in a long time. So I just have to throw it out there. The visuals and artistic departments for this show have always just been so great.
1: We have to get back to the most baffling Sorry. scene in the history. I just of love this
0: production show. design. I just love production <sighs> design.
1: Cyrus is watching this news Program talking about how Robert's about to have the biggest crowds of anybody in the in history, and there's finally hope back in the United Just Kingdom. Just like
0: our president's recent inauguration. Of yeah, I mean, not that big Ob- of all time ever. Not,
1: not not that big. Obviously, that crowd is there will never <laughs> be a crowd. Nobody's got
0: bigger crowds than him. Right.
1: That crowd will never be beaten <laughs> by anybody throughout the fullness of time. He's watching this. He looks despondent. They swing the camera around to the back of his head. And very suddenly, he pulls out a revolver and shoots himself very quickly. And about two seconds later, Cyrus enters the frame from behind the TV, looks down and says, Safe passage, you beautiful bastard. And then looks up and says, It happened again! And walks out of frame. And that's the end of the scene. It is never addressed. It is never referenced again. (laughs) <laughs> it's never, never brought up. And Cyrus Did is, by the way, wearing it? They're both wearing the same butterfly suit, by the way. Yes. But yeah, so.
0: Butterfly suit makes it sound like they're both dressed as giant, I, like Disney I World style mascot butterflies. It does. That's why I had to clarify for the sure, audience what it sure. actually looked it's like. It's a very okay. nice
1: suit. It's not a comical suit. It's a so very good suit.
0: So there are a lot of problems. One. His body double has not been part of the plot in a long time, and nope. he has barely appeared on the show at all.
1: True. Two, Two episodes, we've maybe? We have
0: barely seen him without his nose job, so it was very hard to tell that this wasn't actual Cyrus watching. Obviously, the intention is supposed to be, oh, you thought Cyrus killed himself? Psych! It's supposed we to be got you! A
1: very unearned fake
0: out. But it is, I have to say this, like, a very unearned tasteless gag, because not only is it not funny, but like, if you're going to have a just gag scene that has no plot purpose to be a, but to be a joke, and you're using suicide as the punchline, someone literally shooting themselves in the head, like, I think maybe there are shows that could pull that off. Very, very dark satires.
1: Maybe. The Probably.
0: Royals is not that show. I don't, and yeah. it's very confusing. Cyrus's remarks after are very confusing because what does it happened again mean? Has I get, he had other like, body people... doubles? Have they killed they, themselves? Why did the body double kill himself? Because he won't have work as the king's impersonator anymore?
1: Th- so, Cyrus
0: is still around.
1: I think the it happened again implies that at least other people have committed suicide in the king's bedroom, which we've never heard reference to. And by the way, is not a fucking news story. um, Anywhere. Like, this does not come up. No one cares. That Later that day, they are measuring his bedroom to, like, redesign it for Robert. There should be a fucking pool of blood and police officers yeah. in that scene.
0: Only thing I can think of that remotely might be the it happened again thing that we've actually seen recently was hit. He, he poisoned Jeffrey in that same room. So maybe it's like there's another body to clean up.
1: Maybe, but he took care of that himself. Like, he wrapped him in a carpet and by himself threw him off a bridge.
0: That scene was like a scene I mentioned to Zach earlier in, I think it was season two, where Cyrus banged a gong, and then Liam and Eleanor appear to materialize out of thin air behind a Japanese screen. The
1: difference is, that (laughs) scene was great. That was like the best scene in season two. This scene is confusing and dumb and awful. But the comparison
0: there is it's something that can not be explained in right. any way Right. that right. the show offers literally no explanation for.
1: I guess the only explanation is he has was so invested in imper- being like a perfect impersonator of the King of England. Like that's why he got the nose job. That, that he wasn't going to be anymore made him commit suicide.
0: Wasn't there like a stalker of some pop star like Paula Abdul or something who was trying to get plastic surgery to look like her and then killed herself?
1: The most confusing and maybe the most memorable scene in the show in the episode. Yeah. Me, so. The
0: rest of the episode is just Cyrus arguing with various people. Helena basically tells him to go ahead and kill himself. She
1: says, if you need help pulling the trigger, I'll have Robert do it or something because he he has sovereign
0: immunity. He has
1: sovereign immunity. I'm going to say right now, a little too far based on their relationship with Cyrus this year, because Cyrus this year, mostly what he's done is he's mocked them a bit. Like, in public...
0: He also has full-blown cancer.
1: Yeah, he has full-blown cancer. He's mocked them on a on a TV show, and other than that, he's insulted them a little in person. They aren't even angry enough at him to not spend Christmas with him.
0: They have not kicked him out, even though he has been, like, knighting prostitutes and stuff. He hasn't been removed... I mean, you can't impeach a king, but there are other ways of removing them from the throne, I imagine.
1: Anyway, I mean, I think his relationship with his family is tense, but not, I want you to commit suicide pad is, in this season. Even if season. they were
0: enemies, I don't typically enjoy characters in any medium, especially a stupid show like the royals telling each other to kill themselves. It's just really tasteless. You
1: know, I think Helena looks very bad in that scene. He's alone in his room and he plays Russian roulette with a, with a live round his doctor calls him
0: Jake Mascal crying which he's yeah. good at but it's not our favorite thing to see him do no
1: uh, his doctor calls him and he throws his phone in the fire
0: I loved that I'm throwing a smartphone in the fire just you can't help but think of the smell of burning plastic it would not be like I
1: don't the think most- it's- I think it's unsafe. There's, like, stuff in a phone yeah. that smokes that is not like, good for you. And a you. battery
0: and stuff yeah, that exactly. could explode. It's really funny because they act like he just threw, like, a piece of paper into the fire or something.
1: And he plays Russian roulette, but the gun doesn't... It's an empty chamber. Uh, and then the last time you see him is during the coronation. He puts six rounds into the gun, and he puts it up to his head, and at the very last second... Someone knocks at his door and he's like, what is it? He yells very loudly. And it's Liam. And Liam's like, I need your help. And this is the last shot of the episode. Liam turns around to close the door. And in the background, Cyrus raises the gun to point at Liam's back.
0: But let's talk about how this actually unfolds. Because the first time I watched the episode... All I saw was Liam closing the door. Cyrus is so out of focus that very unless focus. you are very closely watching, you do not not only do you not see him raising the gun, you barely see him in the background. He's completely out of focus. You see a silver blur being raised to shoulder level, and it de- you're definitely right. It 100% is Cyrus pointing the le- the gun at Liam's back. But why obscure that? That's a huge season cliffhanger ending. Instead of them working together, he's apparently ready to off him or threaten him as well. And
1: actually, it made me raise questions about Cyrus's suicide plan. Because if he was planning on killing himself, and Cyrus is known to kill people he dislikes, why wouldn't he kill, like, the family first?
0: (sighs) Well, I hate that you're asking that question. I mean, uh, that character is a murderer. Why would he go on a killing rampage where he kills himself?
1: He's I a mean, murderer. He doesn't, like, he's murdered people several people. People can be people.
0: murderers and be... I mean, he's always killed people who did put him at a political disadvantage. I agree with that. I don't think he's going to go on a murder-suicide rampage. Maybe like, not.
1: He's going to kill himself. That's kind of
0: Because now he's,
1: he seems very... E- it doesn't seem too hard for him to decide he's going to kill Liam.
0: Uh, but anyway, it's just weird to me that the show would obscure that because it's actually a great dramatic moment and a great image. Why they? I can understand having him out of focus in the background and like mostly it's Liam and you're kind of like oh, but he is so out of focus that literally the first time I watched this episode I did not know that happened and Zach told me and I was like, what? And I went back and I watched it and I actually had to rewind it and pause it every couple of seconds to really see what was going on.
1: I don't think for better. Or, probably for worse, season four will start with Liam immediately being shot in the back. No. Um,
0: Although, that's my dream.
1: Yeah. Jasper and Eleanor. Uh, What fucking happens with Jasper and Eleanor? Uh, Who gives
0: a fuck anymore? These two have been back and forth, breaking up, not breaking up, breaking up, not breaking up for three seasons that I just. They've never been. They've had like maybe two days where they were happy together. So. Okay.
1: Yeah. uh, It's true.
0: I don't give a shit anymore, is what I'm saying. Eleanor says she's tired. I'm tired, too. She's tired of the bullshit. I am also tired of the bullshit.
1: Well, she's planning on going with Sebastian to redecorate his hotels.
0: Because why not? Because yeah. think of one good reason why not. There isn't yeah. one. She should totally do it. She's in her mid-twenties, and she has never spent more than a couple days without her family. She's had a I'm couple weeks. I'm guessing during most of those times, she was with, well, still, she was with Liam. She's never been away to university on her own. She's never lived abroad on her own. She's right. never even had her own apartment. Like, if I were her, I would be absolutely gagging for some independence.
1: Yeah. She's going with Sebastian, and there's a kind of a comedic scene, I guess, where she has way too many suitcases how wacky for her six month trip and it's sarah like, alice calls <laughs> yeah, out it's a like one trunks <laughs> yeah it's trunks it's like full-size trunks
0: but sarah does pop out of a suitcase
1: yeah sarah alice pops out of a suitcase and she's sad that eleanor's leaving
0: it's cute it's it was, fine
1: yeah they had to give us a little more sarah alice before the season was over it's
0: <laughs> <sighs> they had to give us a little more sebastian and it might be the last we see of him he's his usual kind of kind kind of funny and charming but mostly you know personalityless self it's like jasper says later on he literally couldn't dig up any dirt on him like it's so hard to imagine this guy having a bad breakup with anyone like he says he has because he's just Generally amicable. Well,
1: Jasper goes into a room and is skulking around. And Rosie's like, what are you doing? You got to get out of here. This time my safety's off already or something. And it's a pointless scene.
0: He's the worst bodyguard ever. He should want Rosie to be a good bodyguard to Eleanor, who can't grant him access to her because he should want her to keep the princess safe. Well,
1: Sarah Alice wanders over to Jasper's... Office, and she's laying on the desk bemoaning that Eleanor's going to leave and that their love didn't work out. And she's like, Oh, there's no such thing as happy endings. And Jasper gives her this spiel about how happy endings are real. It's they're sometimes they're a little different from in the books, but they're real or some shit. He
0: makes her promise to always believe in happy endings, which I would never do to one of the children. I mean, I unless care you're for. talking
1: about the short-lived television show, I I also agree.
0: Uh, you know how both your parents died in a car crash when you were an infant? Well, that was actually a happy ending to their story because all stories end happily because. Always believe in happy endings.
1: Mm -hmm. He confesses that he did really love Eleanor. And guess who's just standing outside the door?
0: Rosie. And just like James, she's like, wait, he loves her? I guess I should just let him emotionally abuse her and totally do my job wrong. Because love is involved. Um, Like, Love is like a magic word on this show that just grants you all sorts of access and privileges. Like, you've treated me like complete shit. But I love you. Oh, wait, you're a really good person, actually, because of love.
1: Yes, Uh, it's a problem.
0: This is infuriating to me.
1: Well, anyways, Sarah Alice finds the little book, pop-up book, storybook that they made for Eleanor in the Christmas episode, and gives it to Eleanor, and is like, we made this book for you, and... Uh, Eleanor is overcome with emotion and there's the flash... As
0: she reads it, there's like a music video, YouTube fan video style montage of everything that happened between them for to the a last, song. All
1: Like all three no. seasons. Clips from all three seasons. And there's even at the beginning of it, at the beginning of it there's even a little montage for Helena and Jack Parker and their three fucking dates.
0: Yeah, it's really weird. There's also a very flashy montage between um... Like Robert, Liam, and Catherine, where some of the cuts are so quick that it's like, and it's like very, very artsy.
1: Yeah, they're going lots of artsy shit in this episode. <laughs> Finally, Jasper, Rosie, finds Jasper and is like, The princess wants to see you, which is a lie. And she just says, Because
0: sends... she's a matchmaker, because everyone on this show is a matchmaker if they can be.
1: And she's like, Don't screw it up this time. <sighs> And he goes in, and they have this conversation, and she's getting really angry at him for, like, ignoring... Gaslighting her? Yes, that, and also ignoring the letter she wrote where she says, I love you, which we learned Robert actually burned, so Jasper, who says he never got it. I guess that is at least the truth. But, uh, yeah. Otherwise, she reasonably says, you should have come to me if there was a problem and we could have solved the problem together, which is 100% accurate. That is what he should have done. And
0: that's exactly what, yeah, that's what you were saying all along. I mean, I agree with you, but yes.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, yeah.
0: And he just says a bunch of cliches to make her cry, like, don't forget us when you go, princess, because you're my girl. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, I'm, sh- I'm sure a lot of people who watch the show for the romances enjoyed this scene so I can't totally knock it. Personally, him just spouting a bunch of cliches after cutting her down so hard and treating her so badly when she made herself vulnerable is like a lot to take. But apparently he didn't know how bad it was going to be because he didn't know that she loved him because she hadn't said I love you. Okay.
1: I don't know. Yeah, he says, like, he... I think he says he loves her in this scene and that he always wants to be with her or something. And it seems like she's still going to go on this trip anyway, but I don't think that's firmly resolved.
0: I think it would be good if she went on the trip and got six months of emotional distance and then kind of came back and then maybe I could be amenable to their romance once more if it makes it clear that, like, She's had a time to have a break and be away and have a bit of her own life without him. And she realizes, oh, he really is the right one for me. And I still do love him after that. Sure. If it's just like she never leaves just so that she can be with this guy, that's going to be, oh, as I mean, it's going to be a lot to take. I'm going to be honest. It's going to be a lot to take.
1: That pretty much covers everything.
0: That really does. Uh, not a lot of James Hill this episode.
1: Yeah, no, Yeah. have very little. If any if there yeah. if any,
0: yeah, but other than that, that's all our main characters, um, so. and we'll talk about our season four predictions and things in this episode that really set things up next time, so check in. We're hoping that we're gonna have our awesome producer, uh Darren, join us as a guest for that one, um other than that, yeah, like I said all along, this episode I didn't find particularly fun to watch, but you know it sure. was. Still a good season overall.
1: I think a lot of the stuff was done very clunkily, but I think what they're doing can have potential for season four. So there's that. And I mean, there was
0: there's inarguably one thing I was really excited about, and that was that Willow is potentially going to be the Queen of England because she's sure. my favorite character. And can I just say, if becoming queen were as easy as making someone fall in love with you through Harry Potter references... I would be royalty.
1: To be fair, she didn't make him fall in love with her. He's a sociopath who's using her politically. Where would you put this on the list, on the three season finales we've seen? How do you think you'd rank them?
0: You know, it's hard to say because obviously the season two finale was a mess of like domino stuff and there were weird moments where like a landline phone was just in the middle of a hallway (laughs) with a spotlight on it and Ted ran up to it and like picked up the phone and got a call. But... Season two finale did have Ted being ripped Ripped limb from limb limb by a mob. mob. And like season two still had Dutchie in it. You know, that was the last bit of Joan Collins that we got. So I feel kind of nostalgic for that. That said, I think I'm still going to go with season one finale was the best one, especially because it had the Lord cover of everybody uh, wants Wants to rule rule the the world. world, which was used super effectively. Um, And a lot of, like, the show's best production design elements were definitely on display. I'm saying number two still had to be this because at least things did pay off, whereas the season two finale was just, like, a complete jumble of elements for the most part. So, I mean, I think season three finale and season two are both very poor episodes. The difference is the season two finale was a bad episode that ended a bad season, and the season three finale was an unsatisfying episode that ended a good season.
1: Yeah. I don't think there's anything in this episode that is as fun as Ted being ripped apart, but on the whole, it is probably a better episode.
0: Or the video of Dutchie being like, I did it. I did it. together with a bunch of sex and cocaine from everybody else.
1: Yeah. I guess if I had to point, really my favorite moments from this episode were just some of the production stuff. Like, there's a shot, there's a good shot, overhead shot of Cyrus at one point, and there's a really great shot where the camera zooms from in front of Robert to over his head, and he's standing on this checkered floor, and it cuts to a flashback of them playing chess with a camera over the pawn or the king or something.
0: Yeah, I mean, this show is beautifully shot. Um, I was reading a book called To Marry an English Lord, which is nonfiction. It's about American women marrying um, English men at the turn of the century, including Winston Churchill's mother, Jenny Jerome. Jenny Jerome, pardon me. And uh, Blenheim was a major setting in this nonfiction book, so it was exciting to see the palace on air this year, although we were unhappy to find out that apparently it's going to be Nazi headquarters in one of the upcoming Transformers movies. There was a big
1: controversy because in the next Transformers movie, they decked it out like some kind of Nazi headquarters, even though it's where Winston Churchill was born.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to pretend that Winston Churchill was a perfect person. No, but he um, didn't like Nazis But it's very much. really, no, it's really, I still find it to be kind of jarring, not just because of him, but like the rest of his family, his, were also very involved in the, you know, um, allied side of the war effort, fighting the Nazis. And I just feel like it'd be really jarring to see, but the good news is, I wasn't exactly looking forward to the Transformers movie anyway, and I have never seen one of those movies, so should be easy enough to avoid. So what was your favorite moment or image of the episode?
1: Well, I didn't think you were going to ask it. That's why I mentioned the the Robert transition. That's my favorite moment or image.
0: Mine was, it's hard to say, because I also really liked that chessboard shot, but I think if I'm being totally honest, the thing I enjoyed the most was the last chess flashback between Robert and Simon that used like present day Simon, not CGI face sure. Simon, because that actor is so fantastic. It was really great to have him back, if only for a couple of moments. Mm-hmm. And I thought that scene was a compelling villain setup. Even though, if my dad ever said anything that harsh to me, I'd totally become a villain too.
1: I mean, if your dad realizes you're a sociopath, what are you gonna? We need to talk about Kevin's situation, I guess. <laughs>
0: Uh, um. I don't know. I think I'm probably one of the most emotional of people alive. So the odds of me being a sociopath are slim. Well, with that,
1: I guess I will see you for our season three wrap up episode with our producer, Darren. But in the meantime, I've been Zach Powers.
0: And I've been Shannon Camp.
1: All right. We'll see you next time. Till then. Visit Stage of Fools on our Twitter, at Stage of Fools Pod, or on our Facebook page, Stage of Fools. The Royals is property of E. Stage of Fools is produced by Darren Husted, artwork by Joshua Hollis.
0: Was scraping off the H R H because it would be his Royal Highness, not his Royal Majesty, yeah, which he would was, be King. You
1: scraped off the H R H, and each, and I think when you're King, it's Majesty. That's when you're what I just Italian. said. Yes. I think I think I thought you said it the other way around. Um, oh, did I? But anyway, <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I'm pretty sure but, Majesty is the highest one. He scraped off H R H. Yeah, it is. It is. That's what I is. said. I think.
1: I think you said he scraped off HRM, but maybe no, I'm wrong. No, he scraped
0: off HRH. I said the okay. correct thing. Okay, well, Darren whatever. Darren edited it together into Obviously, something comprehensible. Obviously, this is not going to be
1: in the actual episode. Um,
0: <laughs> no, this is just our mini Judge John Hodgman moment.